If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to mybookie.com. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where your betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Powder Blue Review. I'm finally back. Guys, the hurricane came and went. Wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be, but we still evacuated. It was about 10 hours of driving. Uh, It sucked, but man, I'm so glad to be back. Sorry about the little bit of a wait. Um, Just had so much stuff going on, and, and I'm from the Midwest, so coming down to the south and having to deal with hurricanes, man, we just kind of did the safe thing and that was get out of Dodge. Uh, you know, didn't want to risk something happening to the apartment, happening to us, to the pets and stuff like that. So really appreciate it, you guys. Hope you guys did enjoy my little uh, bit that I was able to go on to uh, Colt 45, the Blue Wire Indianapolis Colts podcast. I hope you guys kind of took that as this week's episode, but I just had to give you guys a podcast, a brand new PBR prior to Sunday's game. So I am recording this Saturday uh, afternoon. It will be out. You will be listening to it hopefully Sunday morning. Uh, kind of gets you juiced up before the game. But this is episode 15. Can't believe we're already at episode 15. Man, time just absolutely flies. Uh, but without further ado, guys, I am your host, Michael Peterson, on Twitter. You can go ahead and follow me at Zone Tracks, and that's spelled Z O N E T R A C K S. You can go ahead and follow the Twitter handle as well for the podcast. That's at PB Review Podcast. And then if you want to follow my written work as well, you can go on over to boltsfromtheblue.com. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog. We do a lot of good work there, and especially with the season ramping up, a lot of my uh, weekly stuff comes into play. I do a, a weekly three things to watch for, a weekly surger static, which is... Um, Something I'm actually going to be doing on here as well, but I do have a written form of it where I take three players that surged forward um, in the Chargers' latest game, so took a step forward in their play, and players that stayed static or fell behind. So three players that um, took a step back in their progression or at least our expectations of that player um, at the moment. Today's show, guys, um, just pretty much a preview and just kind of talking about all the things that uh, I've missed and haven't been able to talk to you guys about since the final preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers. And one of the biggest things that obviously happened was uh, the final cuts. We went down from 90 players to 53 players. And I can't say I'm surprised at too much of what, excuse me, Michael, uh, excuse me, Anthony Lynn did. 
with his final 53, we kept some players that I expected him to keep, but we also, uh, some guys that I really hoped that he would cut, but he has some loyalties to some players and um, he just couldn't do it. So just a general look at the final 53, some of the things that stand out to me right away is uh, UDFA, undrafted free agents Chris Peace and Roderick Teamer, an outside linebacker and safety respectively, both made it as an undrafted free agent. I think that makes it 22 or 23 straight years where an undrafted free agent made the final 53-man roster for the Chargers. Chris Peace did an outstanding job during the preseason. He was one of the best and most consistent pass rushers for the Chargers. I think he was the only Charger to have multiple sacks during the preseason. And even when he wasn't getting sacks, he was playing very well and just getting a lot of consistent pressure on the quarterback. And that's something that this defense needs, especially if something were to happen to to Bosa again, to Melvin Ingram. We just need guys to create pressure. And that's what causes our Jack Boys of a secondary to have such a successful um, just overall play back there in terms of getting them interceptions it's up to the d-line to get the quarterback to force the ball out quicker than he wants and then for our secondary members to make a play on said ball some guys that did not end up making the 53 that i actually thought should have made the 53 for sure were wide receivers artavis scott and andre Patton, as well as defensive end anthony lanier uh jr they both were relegated to the practice squad luckily um all three of them made it through waivers but what's so crazy is they kept jeremy davis who had probably the most quiet preseason of any wide receiver on the team but Jeremy Davis has such a special team's prowess and the team really likes his uh, availability and um, just skills on special teams as a, as a cover guy. And he's really looking forward to hopefully leading the team in tackles like he stated prior to the season. But how do you keep a guy like Jeremy Davis uh, wasting essentially a roster spot? They only kept five wide receivers, by the way, and they were Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Travis Benjamin, Dontrell Emmon, and the aforementioned Jeremy Davis. Davis had no catches, no nothing, just didn't look like much of anything. He hasn't recorded a catch as a professional, uh, I don't think yet, or it was since 2015 when he was with the New York Giants. But at any rate, Artavis Scott looked like an actual player, like this dude can actually make some plays, help move the chains, could be a real change of pace compared to some of the taller backs, not backs, excuse me, wide receivers that the Chargers are throwing around. And then Andre Patton was the only receiver with two touchdowns during the preseason. He looked very good as well. And Anthony Lanier also had a sack, I think one and a half sacks actually, had a big time play against the New Orleans Saints to stop a two-point conversion to keep the game close before the Chargers lost that. And he's a big six foot six, 290-pound like base defensive end. That would be a great depth piece behind Joey Bosa. But for whatever reason, man, they kept the guys they did. They did keep Nick DeZubner, who was a linebacker who really offers almost nothing to the team besides special teams uh, being a special teams ace. And I'm just not the biggest fan. I I don't like guys who can only do one thing. And um, they believe that he can still play linebacker and do special teams, which gives you two things. But they're loaded at linebacker. They kept almost they kept Drew Tranquil and Emeki Agbule as, as well as all their other incumbents. So Nick Zubner is actually the last, you know, kind of rung on the ladder when it comes to linebackers. And I'm just not sure why they would waste a space on him when they could have Tranquil, in fact, play that special team spot and be a contributor at the linebacker position. So I really don't get it. Um, it is very frustrating. I know Lynn has loyalties to certain players and Tom Telesco did it too. Mike McCoy did it too. And it's just really frustrating to see players that aren't going to do much for the team continue to be on the team. Um, final things, Cardale Jones was cut. He was cut in place of 2019 fifth round pick Easton Stick, who had a very bad finish to his preseason. And I, I totally get it. He was absolutely awful. I think he threw two interceptions, was like three of six passing didn't have the rushing uh that he usually does as well so it looked 
absolutely horrible. But at the end of the day, they've been with Cardale Jones for a while. It's been over three years and he hasn't progressed in the way that they have. Maybe if he looked like this two years ago, uh, they may not have drafted Easton Stick in the first place. But because they have a younger guy with still a lot of potential, they decided to go with that younger guy and not waste that fifth round pick they just used. So Cardale uh, was cut. And as of today, Adam Schefter reported that he signed with the Seattle Seahawks, which is super funny because then you look at the Seattle Seahawks quarterback room and I believe they kept Geno Smith over Paxton Lynch or maybe they kept all three of them but at the same time they have Geno Smith and now they have Cardale Jones on the practice squad so all of a sudden you know half or more than half of the Seattle Seahawks room is former Chargers so I'm not sure if they just see something within our offense and see something within our players that they like but at the end of the day um, I just thought that was super hilarious so uh, that's the 53 guys. Um, they kept all the people you normally think, all the starters on, on the offensive line. I think the last offensive lineman they kept was Questenberry, Pipkins, um, you know, Schofield, Feeney got the call at left guard. Uh, it's that's super frustrating on its own right. You know, Forrest Lamp will play uh, during the first week of the season. He will play. Anthony Lynn didn't say how much, but they would be in a constant rotation. And uh, we'll just have to see. You know, I, I think Lamp still is going to wrestle that, that job away from Feeney. Or maybe even Schofield kind of takes a step back. I don't think they keep Schofield past this year. I just don't think he's worth the money when they could have Feeney and Lamp or uh, just somebody else in there, uh, you know, on a cheaper deal. It's on a rookie deal. Uh, moving on to, let's see, tomorrow's game day. Tomorrow's game day, of course. I am so incredibly stoked, and I hope you guys are too. I can't wait to actually just go to bed tonight. I kind of want to sleep right now. It's 4 46 p.m. here on the east coast and i would love to just go to bed and wake up so it's already game day but no 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 we have to uh go on with our lives and and do things and all that meaningless shit but anyway game day guys the final uh injury report came out and there are some things to note on here and and obviously all you know uh the situation with the offensive tackles the offensive tackles are hideous to say the least with trent scott at left tackle sam tevy winning the right guard or right tackle job and trey pipkins uh the team's third round pick from this year still kind of i guess in the fight didn't win the starting job which is no surprise whatsoever but going into the game against the colts the Colts do not have that great of a defensive line. Their best pass rusher is Jabal Sheard, um, who was brought over, signed in free agency, I think, prior to last season. And he is currently out, did not practice whatsoever this week, and has been listed as out against the Chargers. So all of a sudden, week one, you have Andrew Luck's surprise retirement. He is gone. And you have their best pass rusher gone. So then you look at this team and you realize they still got a good offensive line. They still have dangerous skill position players and they have some young guys on the secondary. Malik Hooker was a Chargers target uh, potentially in the draft a couple years ago. He's kind of rising to be uh, one of the best young free safeties in the league. He's got a ton of range. But they don't have a lot of guys to cover every single skill position of the Chargers either. So um, it's still looking really good in the Chargers' favor. You just hope that the offense tackles aren't as bad as they've been pretty much the entire offseason. Besides um, Jabal Sheard, he's the one guy of note with the um, Indianapolis Colts. The other guy who's out is Jonathan Williams. He is a backup running back. I don't think we were going to see anything with him. Jordan Wilkins, questionable. Uh, Kamoko Ture, who's a rising pass rusher they took in the draft last year. Um, he was a, did not participate in a limited this week. Um, he is questionable as well. So there's one more potential pass rusher that the Chargers offensive line will not see. And flipping the script a little bit, uh, Michael Badgley, and this is some of the biggest news uh, the Chargers received, and it's not good news. 
Michael Badgley, all of a sudden, Friday during practice, came down with a groin injury. So he pulled or strained his groin, and he was listed as questionable yesterday, and today he's officially downgraded to doubtful, which means Ty Long, the team's starting punter, who was also a kicker in the CFL, uh, was actually a pretty good kicker in the CFL, will start and be our place kicker. So not the best news. Everyone loves the Money Badger besides being a good kicker for the Chargers. He is a fan favorite, and not being able to see him during the home opener or season opener is just you know not good for team and fan morale in general. But I've got confidence in Ty Long. Anthony Lynn said he's got confidence because, of course, he does, uh, and we'll just have to see with that. Another guy who's out, no surprise here, is Trevor Williams. Uh, he didn't participate at all. Um, they haven't said what his injury was. It was undisclosed for quite a while, but on the injury report, they call it a quad injury. Um, I have a weird feeling that it's not a quad injury because why wouldn't you just say so in the first place? I think it might actually be uh, something to do closer with his groin or just something. I don't know. It's it's just weird. You, then you, your mind starts to wonder when it's an undisclosed, like what actually could be. Is it weird? Is it just super different? I'm not entirely sure, but Mike Davis will start opposite Kate's he's, excuse me, Casey Hayward um, at cornerback number two. Um, Another guy who is listed as doubtful is the aforementioned Jeremy Davis, the team's final uh, fifth wide receiver. Um, He hasn't uh, the team, excuse me, hasn't promoted anybody from the practice squad, which means that they're going to roll out with four wide receivers. And to me, this tells me that they obviously they don't think they'll ever use um, or rotate more than four wide receivers. So I think they'll be solid with that. I think they'll use plenty of two tight end sets. Um, they love using Derek Watt, obviously, so there's really no need. The wide receivers are going to get plenty of rest uh, on the, excuse me, during the game on Sunday. So you guys know we do this ad read for Harry's. You know, every other podcast, they're one of our biggest sponsors. You guys know what it is. It is an ad read, but like we actually do use this stuff. I use Harry's razors. I use the shaving gel. I love it. Um, it's clean. The design's awesome. You can get it at Target for actually a pretty good deal as well. Um, but guys, like just join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. You can claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire, which is super simple. So I don't know why you guys haven't done it already. Um, you probably want to know why. Well, why should you try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors, right? Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. They're actually just two bucks per blade. If you don't love your shave, which we want to love our shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, a rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, I know, I use the stuff, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners on my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Uh, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire, of course, because I'm telling you to, and you guys love me, of course you will, to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely zero risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, 
UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, you guys, before we get back to Chargers stuff, this is a live reaction to what's going on in the NFL this very second. As of 5.03 p.m. on September 7, 2019, Ian Rappaport and Schefter have both reported that Antonio Brown is signing with the New England Patriots. So I'm going to pause for two seconds so you can punch the nearest wall or headbutt the nearest pillar or whatever you need to do to let out that frustration at the moment. Ready, set, go. How was it? Good? Because I want to punch every dang, ah, every wall. Are you kidding me? So his contract, if I can find it real quick, um, last time I checked, I'll probably do it off the top of my head. His brown is just, excuse me, his brown, his contract with the New England Patriots is just one year worth up to $15 million with $9 billion, $9 billion, $9 million signing bonus. So that means Tom Brady gets to throw to Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, and Demarius Thomas. So, do we even want to play this season? Because you've got to be kidding me. I wouldn't be surprised if Gronkowski all of a sudden just got on the phone right now and said, hey, uh, yeah, I'm still good to go. You know, just uh, I'll be at practice tomorrow, right? I can't believe this. Antonio Brown, everything that's happened, a guy like Belichick, who probably wouldn't put up with any of that shit, Calls him up and says, hey, you're probably frustrated. Uh, Why don't you just come here for a year? You can sign a big deal afterwards. Come here, just play ball, whatever. We'll give you a shot and uh, we'll make that happen. I'm pretty sure that's something like how that conversation went. So now the Chargers have to face, if we get to the playoffs again, if you know everything goes right, um, just with a little bit going wrong, getting matched up with the Patriots again in the playoffs, we have to go through them, obviously, if we have Super Bowl aspirations. They will have to play Antonio Brown with the Patriots. I just can't believe this. Oh my God. Ugh. Oh my goodness. The internet's going to blaze. I can't believe this. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel. We'll probably talk about it some more tomorrow. Um, he probably won't play this week, but you know, in the coming weeks for sure, Antonio Brown is going to be out there. Man. God, someone called this like two hours ago. Someone said, just watch. Antonio Brown did all this elaborate stuff. No, you know what? Pat McAfee called this. I just listened to the bit from Pat McAfee basically saying, and his elaborate joke was that this is Brown did all this stuff to, to sign with the Patriots. Holy cow, this dude is Nostradamus. Golly, man. Oh my goodness. Well, it was a fun year. Oh, well, this is a Chargers podcast. Sorry, I just, you got, oh, I had to react to that. I had to tell you guys how I'm feeling. I'm sure you guys are feeling awfully terrible about it at the time of your listening to this as well. Man. 
Uh, okay, moving on. So fishing out the show today, we're going to talk about the three things that I will be watching for like the most closely, so that sounds weird, the closest when the game's on tomorrow against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, there's quite a few things to look for. It's going to be a super interesting game. There's a lot of themes, a lot of uh, uh, just underlying stories to keep an eye on. So number one for me, and you guys can go find this, is actually based off an article I've written for my site, uh, Bolts from the Blue. But number one is the return of Hunter Henry. And of course, because this is probably number one, actually. And uh, so there are many positions that have played a bigger role in the success of the Chargers offense over the years than the tight end position, obviously. And this is the first time since I think, what is it, 04, 05, that Antonio Gates hasn't been a part of the Chargers. Now, um, he's finally ridden off to the sunset. I think, who knows if they'll bring him in late, if there's another injury or anything like that. I don't know how they want to handle the possible retirement or end of the career of Antonio Gates. But this is finally going to be Hunter Henry's potential breakout year that we've kind of been waiting on since 2017 when, uh, you know, after his first good rookie year, he didn't catch like a ton of passes and yards, but he had eight touchdowns, which is phenomenal. Well, he followed it up with a little bit of an underwhelming performance. He had four touchdowns in, in 2017, but he was still split in time with Antonio Gates. Well, not anymore. So you add in Henry back, the loss of Gates and the loss of wide receiver Ty- Tyrell Williams, excuse me. In free agency to the Oakland Raiders, you have a lot more targets that need to be soaked up. And some are going to go to Mike Williams, a little bit to Keenan Allen. He was going to get his anyway. Some will go to the running backs. Uh, Who knows what Travis Benjamin is going to do in this offense. But there are targets to be had, and I think Hunter Henry gets a ton of them. So um, I expect him to start off with a bang. I'm looking at this uh, this Colts defense, and I don't know who they're going to have guard and matchup with Hunter Henry. I think Darius Leonard, who's this year's, uh, he's the reigning defensive rookie of the year. I think he's going to be tasked with keeping uh, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson in check, whether it's on the ground or in the passing game. So I expect him to kind of be in the flat a bunch. I don't know if they have Malik Hooker um, over the top, maybe coming down in the box and, and sticking with Henry a little bit. I'm not sure who their other safety is, but that probably tells you that he's really not that important. Um, there's no real big names in their secondary either. So at the end of the day, I really do think Hunter Henry is going to have a a big day. I'm sure he'll be looked at often. Um, But there's areas to exploit on this Colts defense. Uh, There's no one else in that linebacker court either that can run with Hunter Henry. There's no real athletes to to be named. So again, I think he's going to start off uh, in a really big way. So that was number one. Number two is how much... Uh, are the rookies going to play? And most notably, Jerry Tillery, Nasir Adderley, and Drew Tranquil. So Lynn has already stated that Tillery and Adderley will both rotate in rotate, excuse me, in the game a good deal on Sunday. But I'm curious to see how much if, uh, you know, they ride the hot hand, you know, if they play less because someone's doing better, if, if they are uh, playing very well, are they going to keep them in? And then simply... Uh, what packages, what formations, what situations are they going to come in on? Is Jerry Tillery going to come in on obvious passing downs and rush the passer from the interior? Is Nasir Adderley going to come in uh, in base formations? Or is he only going to come in a nickel and dime when they have extra defensive backs? Um, or else, you know, any other way. Are they going to use him in similar ways that they used Derwin James last year? They moved him all around to gain, you know, a little bit more of a pass rushing edge in the box to help support the run. Um, are they going to use him as a chess piece as well? Or are they going to kind of keep him on the back end? 
And then a little less notably as Drew Tranquil. And obviously Drew Tranquil was probably the best rookie for the Chargers in the preseason. Um, I think he had over a 90 grade for from Pro Football Focus, which is obviously elite. Um, he led the team in tackles three of those four games and just looked awesome. He looked super comfortable. And Lynn even noted that that was surprising. And he really, really enjoyed seeing Tranquil play. And he was uh, just overall surprised and genuinely happy that this rookie was doing so well. So we'll see. We'll see if he comes in at all. Maybe they get up a decent lead and they throw tranquil in to kind of run the defense for a little bit who knows maybe he plays one of the other linebacker positions Uh, i'm not entirely sure but i'll be excited to see just how these players um, get in the game and how much they get in the game Uh, last but not least is how will the chargers strategize against new starter jacoby Brissett? so luck retired and jacoby Brissett is all of a sudden the starter again um for the Indianapolis Colts. And if you remember, Jacoby Brissett actually started an entire season for the Colts in 2017, um, but his numbers were just kind of whatever. It was his first year as a starter, obviously. He had started a a game or two before for the Patriots in 2016, but this is his second uh, year as a starter, and he's got obviously a much better squad around him, I think, talent-wise than he did um, last year. So, uh, there really isn't a better sight to see than Jacoby Brissett or just another inexperienced um, backup quarterback uh, for an elite pass rusher. And, you know, Brissett's, he's not a rookie. He's not a first-time starter, but he's actually one of the best backups in the NFL. But again, he isn't a franchise guy. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they handle the pass rush, whether they're going to try and take advantage of certain uh, people on the offensive line, and just to get into the face of Brissett early and often. Um, in his full season as a starter last year, or excuse me, two years ago, 2017, Brissett had all right numbers. Uh, He threw for over 3,000 yards, um, but he only managed 13 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Uh, He has the weapons around him to find success, though. He has, you know, second round pick Paris Campbell, who's an electrifying guy from Ohio State. They signed Devin Funchess, a big body 6'4 wide receiver from the Carolina Panthers, and they still have T.Y. Hilton. And on the ground, they have Marlon Mack, who was a breakout candidate last year, as well as Naeem Hines. He's a former NC State running back. He was a rookie last year as well. Um, But he's kind of their main pass catching back. He's their change of pace guy. And Naeem Hines led the uh, team in snaps for running backs when they were down. So if this does get ugly, um, then you can expect a lot of Naeem Hines, and we'll see how the Chargers react to that type of running back. So Gus Bradley, we know, loves to have aggressive, penetrating defenses and defensive lines, um, and it's a way for the secondary to kind of take advantage, um, whether it's uh, you know getting the quarterback rattled, him throwing off his back feet, that type of stuff to increase the chance of an interception. Well, uh, the Colts offensive line went from a bottom-tier unit to one of the best in the league in 2018. Uh, first and second-round draft picks were Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith in 2018. Um, Quentin Smith all of a sudden is one of, I think, a top-three left guard, honestly, in, in the league. He's absolutely amazing. I'm super jealous they got him. It would have been absolutely amazing, but he was never going to fall to the Chargers at 17 that year. And Braden Smith was one of my uh, favorite draft prospects as well. He plays right tackle for the Colts, but he was a right guard at Auburn, and I actually had him as the best guard behind Quentin Nelson in that entire draft so all of a sudden they've locked up the left guard and right tackle spots and this line looks way better so it's still a challenge it's not uh you know the best offensive line but they've got some really good players and they played extremely well last season but again chargers have bosa ingram wosu and a lot of good athletes uh including their first round pick and jerry tillery to throw out this offensive line so i am super excited you know without derwin james i'm not entirely sure the amount of exotic blitzes and weird looks that Gus Bradley is going to be able to use against the Colts. 
but they have plenty of other athletes who have played a variety of other positions that I know that he can use in a variety of ways. And guys like that are, you know, Kaiser White, who was a safety at West Virginia in college. He's going to start at Mike Linebacker for uh, the Chargers this week. And then you've got cornerback Desmond King, who is their primary slot guy, one of the top three slot corners in the league. Um, But at the same time, as a rookie, Desmond King had three and a half sacks himself. And if you remember, Derwin James had three and a half sacks as well last season. So they both are actually tied with, I think, one guy kind of back in the day with three and a half sacks as rookie defensive backs. And that's an NFL record. So we've got guys who know how to get to the quarterback, guys who can wrap up in the backfield. So those are the three things I am most excited about. Um, Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait, you know, I keep thinking about the game and how excited I am and I keep losing thought and and maybe that's a good way to go out on this podcast. Um, That is everything I have for you today. I just wanted to get on real quick and give you guys something to listen to to kind of start your Sunday mornings off with. Um, And I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I am glad to be back. I am looking to potentially do a giveaway um, sometime this season for a signed ball. I've got like five or six of them here at the house. And uh, I would love to be able to give back to you guys in some way, shape or form. So let me know on my Twitter. Um either at Zone Tracks or at the, the podcast handle at PB Review Podcast. Um, anything at all whatsoever, um, reach out to me and let me know if you'd be interested in that. I'll probably do a poll or something as well. But guys, this has been episode 15 of the Powder Blue Review. I cannot tell you how excited I am for tomorrow. Oh my goodness, guys. We're about to just, it's here. It's here. It's here. So um, pop up in the mimosas earlier tomorrow. Guys, have a shower beer. I don't even care. Let's just get ready for this game. And hopefully we're celebrating uh, a Chargers victory come Monday. Um, I'll probably have, uh, actually, now that I mention it, I will tell you guys, I am going to move to two podcasts a week. So now, you know, I'll have the post-game podcast review, and then I'll have a, a podcast re- uh, preview of the next game, and obviously staying on top of everything that's going on with the Chargers as well. Um, but once again, guys, this has been Michael Peterson on the Powder Blue Review Uh, Powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm so excited, guys. Cannot wait to talk to you guys again later this week. Go Bolts, baby. Let's do the thing.